Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We are here for the second ever live Trust and Believe podcast recording. We're live at the Coach Summit 2019. The other thing I want to say is, how many people are here at Beachbody Coach? By raise your hands. How many people are not Beachbody Coaches? Okay. All the non-Beachbody Coaches make some noise. All the Beachbody Coaches make some noise. And the, and the best thing about that is, is that we are here together as one. One of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast here live today is because I think a lot of people talk about uh, this hashtag FitFan, but I think they just be using it to be using it. You know what I mean? They like, FitFan, let me just get somebody to click on that hashtag. But I really believe in the FitFan. I really believe for people who are here that are part of my safe space community, if you're here for, yes, yes. Or if you've been doing my program since uh, 2007 when Hip Hop Fabs came out. Hip Hop Fabs all day long. I really believe that hopefully by now, and if not by now, at some point, by the end of this, hey, Michelle Park. By the end of, she has motivated and inspired me, y'all. I can't even go there, but um, I love you too. But hopefully you know by the end of this, I really trust and believe in each and every one of you. And I just really, and you're probably like, well, you don't even know me. But here's what I know. I know the struggles that I've been through, no matter how small or big they are, whether you compare them to your struggle or not, everybody's journey is so different. You know, because we are here at Beachbody, and I think a lot of people are celebrating the before and after and the weight loss. If we can just eliminate that for one second, for one second, and understand that our individual journeys are the reason why we're here. And I've said this for a really long time, but I think it's funny. When I was a kid and uh, winter came around, and I don't know about you, but in my elementary school, all of my teachers put like the little raggedy snowflakes on the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> they put the raggedy snowflakes up there, and they all looked alike. But I think in science or something, they said, you know, no two snowflakes are ever alike. So I'm like, as a kid, I'm like six. I'm like, well, why they look alike? <laughs> you know what I mean? Why they look alike? And the thing is, that's what I want you to know. You ain't alike. There's no one that ain't. Nobody in this room, you're not alike. 
even if you and someone across the room both lost 35 pounds with insanity or with turbo fire, P90X, and you or the combo of all three, you are nothing alike. And what you need to do at this moment as we move through this podcast today is understand that your personal journey is that. And that's why I have the journals in here today. If you feel so moved to write something down in this journal today, you write it down. But there's one thing that I want us, everyone to write down the very first thing. And I do this for my transformation weekends. Open up the page. I know y'all glad y'all got a little Sean T. I'm signature on the front or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's currency, bitch. Like, uh, <laughs> but um, what I want you to write down on the inside, and people who are coming to my transformation weekends that I already have booked, this book in every journal you work through with me is called The Book of Good. So I want you to write that down. And the reason why it's called The Book of Good is because I believe, and a lot of you have heard me say that through struggle comes strength. And I believe that in the deepest part of your struggles is where you gain the most strength. So today we are going on a journey as a fit fam together, but being individually unique snowflakes as we move through. This is Trust and Believe. Make some noise! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, and before I continue, I do want to give a major shout out to three sponsors we have here tonight. I think a lot of you know that for the last couple of years, I've been working with Power Up Snacks, you know what I'm saying? Because I know I be dipping and dabbing in chips sometimes with them donut Fridays, and I always need to go to something. What, what'd you say? They're, yeah, donut Fridays are a great alternative to healthy snacks. But um, beyond the taste of Power Up Snacks and how they really pick their ingredients in a great way. I really love how the foundation of their company was made. And they started out their company in the basement of this guy, Morris, this guy, that's my man, but. Um, his, they, you know, they started out this company in the basement of his parents' house and you know, really wanted to build a community through health. And everyone who works in his factories are, lives in the community and they're moving locations I think it's like a 30 or 40 minute drive and he's going to bus his employees to the new location so that they don't lose their job. And that's why I love this company. So if you go to powersnacks.com, you can actually find out um, where the closest location is to you. So that's Power Up. Thank you. And then give up for Power Up Snacks. And then here today on site, we have Circle Kombucha and I tried to enjoy one of my own, but Sandra was drinking it. Um, <laughs> but Circle Kombucha, good company. And last but not least, Dry Farm Wine. Um, I was introduced to it by Shalene. Okay, so you know Shalene Johnson, that's my girl. So when she released, when she released her 131 book, she sends a 131 book, she sends an automatic um, wine opener. I don't know if you call it automatic, <laughs> whatever. And then, and Dry Farm Wine, and it was, so good and that night I went home and I was like 
So me and Sam, I don't know if you remember this Instagram story, but Sam and I had the first drink. And Sam don't even drink like that. He's like, let's roll, you know, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay. And then I went home and I was like, Scott, let's finish this. I ain't going to tell you what happened after we drink. <laughs> but it's a really healthy wine. It's really good. It's fun. So anyway, so they are um, our sponsors tonight. And thank you. So as we move forward, like I said, you know a lot about me, and a lot of times, a lot of us ask either people who we know, or maybe we look up to, or whatever, you know, we say, oh, how did they become that way, or, or what, how, why are they like that? And maybe you can ask yourself this question, you know, why am I like this? And I think the best way to answer some of these questions, to get to know who you are, is by asking the people closest to you, to get a bird's eye view, but more, to step away from that internal turmoil that we kind of like look in the mirror and beat ourselves up every day. Or maybe some of us are like, I'm cute. Ain't nothing wrong with me. You know what I mean? Whatever you say in the mirror, I know if you read my book, I talk about these mirror moments, right? So I think we should all have these mirror moments where we look into the mirror and really celebrate who we are at some point throughout the day. But the other thing is really stepping outside of ourselves and figuring out who we are about the people who love us most. So for the first time ever, and she's super nervous. I'm going to bring my mom to the stage. Anyone, everyone, this is my mom, and you know, just to have a little vulnerable moment, I think a lot of you have read my book, and you probably read a little bit about my mom in the book, and um, beyond all of my struggles and the things that I've gone through in my life, you know, one of the most profound moments that I had in my life about my mother was when we, I mean, we used to wake up every day, she used to try to start the car that wouldn't start, the car had like a different color door, <laughs> we was hoping we would get there, you know, the, the heat didn't work, we were freezing on our way to another state just so we had good school, <laughs> and you know, she really pushed herself outside of her comfort zone to, number one, I remember you got the job at the bank, and we were oh. so excited, and we got off welfare, and it was just like really cool to see, and I think a lot of people read about my struggles, but it's really important for them to know that you really did give me the strength to be where I am. We're so similar, we're so much alike, and um, she might cry a little bit, but it's fine. Um, oh, just FYI, we, if you can't hear her, we're gonna give her a mic, because she might be a little bit, but be loud. You I'll know. try to be loud. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think it's gonna be a little dialogue where we can talk back and forth, but I think, <clears throat> I would like you to tell them what little Shawnee was like from your perspective. Because I think a lot of times people see the end game, like people might see Shawnee and you see Shawnee now and it's like whatever, but I think the foundation of where we come from is really important and not just from my first person voice. I think it's really good to hear from you. So. Shawnee was not as talkative as he is now. <laughs> He was a very quiet little boy. He really was, but he was an awesome little boy. Um, Sean growing up was, he followed me everywhere I went. He followed my mom everywhere we went. He always wanted to be underneath us and his brother. But Sean, he was, um, what can I say? It was nothing that he said that he could do that he couldn't do, if I said that right. <laughs> Um, if he said he could do it, it got done. At the age of six, 
Now, you know most kids don't swim. <laughs> this one, I can swim. Well, me, I still can't swim today. <laughs> he goes, um, I says, well, you know, I'm going to take you to a swim class. Take him to sim swim class. He gets in the water. I leave because I can't, I, I'm petrified of water like that. So he gets in the water, the guy tells me, and I come back, Sean's swimming. Next day, he's jumping off a diving board at six years old. So his brother is like, oh, he's not going to beat me. I'm going to do the same thing. But whatever Sean said he was going to do, Sean did it. He really did. It's but. so interesting you said it, and to hear from your perspective, because I all I don't I don't remember it being like I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it. I just remember just being like, you know, the swimming thing. The only thing I remember is I remember saying I'm going to jump off the diving board, and I want to scare my mom. <laughs> but but at, but simultaneously, I was like, yeah. I want to be able to swim to the side because it was 12 feet of water. I remember that part. And I remember being like, I want to swim to the side. She's going to freak out, but I want to impress her. You know, and I just thought that was like... But really when cool. he did it, I was standing behind the... the uh, which, what they call that in the... Um, the gate? It's not, it was a gate, but the building that they had there that you, you go in and change your clothes. I'm standing behind there looking between the two of them <laughs> as he's jumping off the diving board. And I turned around because I didn't want to see him jump, but then I turned around and looked, where's that little head? You know? <laughs> then, he, then I was fine. Then I went in to see that. I, I knew he could do that. Uh, it's so interesting you say that because um, being in a relationship with Scott, you know, I remember telling him when I first started playing tennis, I, used to, I was like, I'm going to hit like a pro. We were driving down the street. He mm -hmm. hates when I tell this story. <laughs> I had just started playing tennis, and if anyone's ever played tennis, it's not easy. It's just not an easy sport at all. Like, you think you can play, but you can't. And I was like, I'm going to hit like a pro one day. He was like, he literally was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I was so mad. Like, I was so mad. And here I am. Uh, that was 2011. It's 2019. Uh, and we had this conversation. He's so proud of me because not only... Did I, do I hit like a pro now? I, um, I also told him I was like, I'm gonna be friends with Serena Williams one day. <laughs> he was like, she's like the greatest of all time. No, you're not. I'm friends with Serena. Hey, Serena. <laughs> um, and I was able to play against Serena. And, yeah. but you know, that, that's, that's really nothing in terms of me hearing you say it. But why do you think, as you looked at me as a child, what, why do you think I was like that? Was there any traits that I had that you felt that would come out? Um, I was a go-getter, but I didn't do it like he did it. You know, I would, I'm always, I hold back. I don't just let go and do it. But Sean would always, like I said, he would, he's up and gone. You know. Wait, mom, I'm going to cut you off because I disagree. Let me tell no, you something. <laughs> Great about you, about you, oh, okay, about, about you, me. not about me. Okay. About you. I will, I will bow down if she gets too hard on me. But <laughs> no, she says she's not a go-getter. Mom, that's not true all the way. So my brother and I were in high school. We were both. We really excelled in track and field. Both of us. We we won tons of medals. So I'm in high school. I was probably 16. My brother's 17. My mom is 22 years older than me, so she's. 38 years old. So, 
You were 38. Now I know how you, you know, you only got a little just told them. They can do the math. She's 38 years old. So me and my brother, we, you know, we do a couple laps around the track. Then we go to the high jump pit, right? And we're like, oh, we're going to go. Yeah. Are you talking about that? Yeah. So me and my brother are like, let's go high jump. We're high jumping. We're doing it. My mom was like, I can do that. Sure enough. She runs, Lord have mercy. high jumps, and her neck was hurt for like a year and a half. <laughs> it still hurts. I still remember that. But you also... I, um, but yeah, I tried. You tried. But I did try. Right. But I you, got hurt, but I tried. But she also comes from a household, and a lot of you hear me talk about my grandparents. And, my uh -huh. grandparents, and she wasn't allowed to play sports when she was younger. Uh, because, you know, it was a Christian household, old school values. Women don't do sports. Women don't wear pants. And, you know, she was, she really excelled. I think it was gym class, like you did the long jump. Yeah, I did like, the uh, long jump. Yeah, and so mm -hmm. she was, so I, I was always, was, I always, when I ran track, you know, after hearing that story, I always kind of channeled you because I was like, well, even though my mom didn't run track, I can be good at this because, you know, you know, it was in your I gym didn't run track, but when my parents built a new home, it was like maybe two miles. I would always run from the house where we lived to the house where they were building every day, back and forth, because I just liked to run. Yeah. But so now we know where insanity came yeah. from. <laughs> yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So let's flip the script a little bit. That's great. Thank you. But where do you, what did you see when I was younger? <laughs> what kind of challenges did you see me going through when I was younger? And yeah, I'll start with that and then you can, you can roll with what that. What kind of challenges did yeah, I like, see? Yeah, like did you see me go through any challenges that, you know? Mm. I gotta think. What kind of challenges would I say you went through? I can't think about them. Well, you know, I had a temper. I used to beat up everyone with my buddy. Well, <laughs> his, uh, yeah, because it was certain things. There's a lot of things he wouldn't let you do. Sean, Sean was, don't touch me. And I guess I'm like that, too. But still, um, his my buddy doll was his security, his security. And when, when my buddy doll got written on the face, I knew something was wrong then, you know, but I did not pinpoint it until later on in his life. But um, that was a wake-up call for me when it came to my son, Sean, you know, but challenges, I'm not really sure if I can Well, maybe I think just hit them well. I mean, you never know. You probably, but I think that... Um, then again, you stayed with me for a while, and then you did go to my mom's house, you know. Yeah. He did it, he did it a very 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 good way of doing it he just like you know um 
mom, my, my mom and pop pop are getting older now. Can I go stay with my mom and pop pop? Well, I was one that was in the beginning of my life. I say I'm never letting my kids go live with anybody because of the way I was brought up coming through, not through my mom and dad, but the way I went to my mom and dad. And I was like, you know what? You're right. They are getting older. You do need, they do need your help. So I let him go. I let him go, but I did not let him go. I was there for him whenever he needed me, even being over there with his, with my, with my parents, you know, so. Can you, guys, can you hear back there? You want me to get a mic? You should tell me, just speak up, turn around and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on? Hello. Oh. Yeah, and you can look that way too. You can look that way. Hi over there. Sorry guys. Oh. Really? Alright, I'll take it. I told you we family. Y'all like I can't hear. You know? Thank you, dear. Okay. Good job, Thank you. It's right. real now. Yeah. Um Anyway, I... I'm nervous, people. I know. Um, why are you nervous? Why are you nervous? Mm. That shows I'm nervous, right? <laughs> I'm just not a... Um, I do talk a lot, trust me, but I do not talk in crowds of people. Okay. You can do it. You're on. You're on. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. So, um, anything else you want to share? I remember the time when you were, um, we lived in Philly, and he, like I told you before, he wanted to share everything that his brother did. And his brother was a year older than him, and I used to send his brother to the corner store. You remember this? I don't know yet. <laughs> I used to send his brother to the corner store. So one day he said to me, well, he's six and I'm five. You used to send him when he was five. Why can't I go to the store? Well, it's like from here maybe, it's, like a, it's, it's like a good a block. Yeah, a good block if you know Philadelphia, they got long blocks. So I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want you to do it, because he's my baby. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's like, <laughs> I don't know, yeah, he's still my baby boy, he's still my baby boy, um, but it was like a long block, so it, we had this, these long steps, and it was pretty weird down the street, like I said, but then I said, okay, I said, well, I'll give you some money, and you can go down the street and buy a loaf of bread, so me and his brother standing on the porch watching him go down the steps and walk down the street and I'm like you know itching waiting for him to come out the store with this loaf of bread and here he comes walking down the street <laughs> loaf of bread. and that's how he got to start going to the store like <laughs> do you remember so um we it's back in the day we were government assistance we had food stamps mm -hmm. and I remember being sent me to the store and I was just a very trustworthy person, and so I got almost everything you wanted me to get, and I put it all on the counter. And I was like, oh, I forgot one thing. And I left all of my groceries and the money on the counter. Do you remember this? No. So I went back, and I got the, that last thing, and I came back, and the money was gone. And the cashier did nothing. And I was so upset. Do you remember this? 
No. I don't think no. I told her. <laughs> is this the same corner store? No, this is when we moved to when we were Park Avenue. Oh. And no. there was a gentleman in the store who actually bought the oh. grocery store me. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, if I go, I was like, my mom, we don't have money. And I was like, so sad that you were getting so mad at me. <laughs> and, he, and I walked home and I was like, I thought I told you. This is the first time I heard this story. Oh. But it's okay, we got it. No, I don't Anyway, any final words? I'm just so happy that you got outside of your comfort zone and come up here today. Um, just stay trusting and believing, and we're sure this Y'all are here for a reason, and that reason is because y'all do trust and believe. Thank you. Yeah.